Has the constant negativity in our culture led you to believe that the American dream is a pure fantasy? Or are you just starting to doubt it? What's that look like for you? We break down what it is and is it available? Helping you win in your work life so that you're winning in the rest of your life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Part coach, part counselor, part cheerleader. I am your friend, I promise. So the American dream, I think many, many people, millions and millions of people, uh, depending on their experience or their exposure, and I speak of environment there, believe that the American dream is no longer available to them. It's dead. I don't believe that's the case. But let's just talk about this. What is the American dream? Where does the phrase come from? So in 1931, a guy by the name of James Truslow Adams, little history course for some of you who didn't pay attention in school, James Trussell Adams wrote a book titled Epic of America. And this is where he coined the phrase, and we see it for the first time in culture, the American dream. This is how he described it. That dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability and achievement. Now, it's really important that you focus in on two key words from the guy who coined the phrase. I mean, after all, he's the one that came up with it, and we we, we apply it. We accepted it culturally. But let's look at this. And the two words here are ability and achievement. The dream of a land, that's great. That's what still draws immigrants from all across the world still to our country. The dream, I get it. Where life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone. But a lot of people misinterpret that. They stop there. If I come to America, I should have a better life. I should have a richer life. I should have a fuller life. It takes on a tone of expectation based on entitlement. I'm here, so I should have what everybody else has. But he goes on. With opportunity for each. So the American dream is an opportunity for every person according to their ability and achievement. So let's just get straight real fast on this. The American dream is not exclusive to America. It is the dream of everyone everywhere to be free to pursue the life that they purpose. So, I have X amount of ability. Let's just assume for a moment here in my water glass as I take a sip that this is full of my talent. 
This is it. This is all I got. All right? This is what the God of the universe gave me. It's also important that I realize that there are other people who have a much bigger cup than I do. Or if we all have the same size cup, mine's not as full as other people. That's just a fact. I played sports growing up. Became very painfully aware of that fact when I played somebody who was better than me in a certain sport. doesn't mean they're a better human than me. It means they were a better player than me. And so I, I think we got to make sure we understand this. This is about ability. So that's the talent that I have. And then achievement is the attitude, the effort that I give. And so there are no limits on me. Now, a lot of people don't believe that's true. Let's just look at where we are in culture. Let's look at income inequality. Okay? That very phrase is a minefield of a conversation when you start to break it down. Does everyone deserve the same income? I don't think so. That's not my purpose for today's show. I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to get into politics on this. But but there is a, a growing, growing divide, there's no question about this, between the richest Americans and the poorest Americans. Income inequality. It's a political football. People talking about it all the time. Another factor is inflation. There's no question that inflation makes everything more expensive. But again, that requires you to be more responsible with your money. Let me tell you who doesn't get stressed out about inflation. People that have zero debt. People that are disciplined enough to change their budget, manage their budget. They're not stressed out. Does it bother them? Yes. It doesn't stress them out. We look at globalization. right? Jobs being shipped from America overseas. Right? I mean, globalization is a thing. It's not going anywhere. So a lot of people think, oh, that's why the American dream isn't what it once was. Immigration and then racial and gender issues from systemic issues of racism or prejudice to, of course, gender inequality when you look at pay and so forth and so on. So all of these are hot button issues that get very political very quickly. And so they take on a whole narrative to say, well, times have changed. The American dream no longer available. But what what is the American dream to most people? I gave you the definition from the man who coined it, James Trussell Adams. But what do most Americans think the American dream is? I think they think it's a house. I think a lot of people go, if I own a home, that's a part of the dream, if not the biggest part of the dream. If I'm self-employed, that's a big part of the dream for some people, if not the biggest. And so, is that what's real? Is that the real dream? Or is it, hey, wait a second. I, through my talent and my achievement, I can create a future that I desire. There's more opportunity today than there ever has been before, despite the political narrative of all of those factors I just went through moments ago. Well, Ken, racism has been around for, yep, absolutely true. Men get paid on average more than women, yep, absolutely true. Uh, Again, this is not about the limitations and some of the cultural challenges. The issue is this very idea, forget even calling it the American dream for a moment, let's call it the human dream, where we all want to be free to pursue the life that we desire. So this is not an American ideal in its exclusivity, it's a very much a, a part of the fabric of our country, our great country, the greatest country in the world. However, it's a human 
need to be free. So how can you in this current environment where it feels like we're more divided than ever, and I don't buy that for for a second. I just think we have more news and more information and everybody's offended and everybody's triggered and everybody's carving out this is who I am and why I am and everybody's identified by what they believe instead of what they do. Ooh, somebody needs to rewind that one. So can we in today's world, in today's America, see this current environment and say, do I have unlimited opportunity for me and my unique combination of my talent and my ability to achieve? I think so. We're going to break it down next. Don't move. Helping you win in your work life so you win in the rest of your life. I'm Ken. This is the Ken Colwood Show. If you're enjoying the show, it's helping you. You're watching via YouTube. Uh, would you like those videos that you're watching or that one? And uh, would you subscribe to the channel and share? Why do I ask you to do that? Because you are the greatest marketing strategy in the world. If this is encouraging you, equipping you, think it will encourage, equip other people, please help us grow by sharing. Second, if you're listening via your favorite podcast app, give us a follow. And uh, subscribe. Uh, well, the follow is a subscribe, but also uh, a five star review and share. I would be grateful. All right, we're so we're talking about the, the 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 idea here that a lot of people believe they've subscribed to this. I believe wayward point of view, an incorrect, damaging point of view that the American dream is dead. It's not. I think it's alive and well. So instead of fixating on all of the cultural and political and media messages that make you feel like you're the victim, the deck is stacked against you, my first home, it's going to cost way more than my mom and dad's first home. Well, that's just inflation over time. You can still buy a home. I can't get ahead. That's total garbage. You can pay off debt. At Ramsey Solutions, we are helping millions of people pay off millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of debt, getting control of their life where they don't worry about inflation, they don't worry about a recession. The American dream, if we call the American dream, the ability as the, the man who created it, the ability to create opportunity and get as much opportunity as you want based on your ability and achievement. So again, my opportunity may be less than your opportunity, and I got to be okay with that. If you're more talented than me and you've worked harder than me, I got to clap for that. That's up to you. It's your dream. But let's just talk about where we are. So instead of all the media messages, let's look at the data. Over the last 10 years, minority businesses accounted for more than 50% of the 2 million new businesses started in the United States and created 4.7 million jobs. Now, the critics, the people that want to divide us, the people that have an agenda will say, Ken, systemic racism is still here in the United States. Absolutely right. I wouldn't argue with you for a second. I think there's a difference between racism and prejudice. They're both wrong. Let me say that. Both wrong. Do I believe both exist? Absolutely. But do I think that minorities can and are making progress and getting ahead in a nation that's scarred by deep racial wounds and slavery? Yes. The numbers don't lie. Could it be better? Yes. Will it get better? Yes. I think it will. 
Minority businesses accounted for more than 50% of the 2 million new businesses started in the United States, and they created 4.7 million jobs. That tells me ability and achievement still matter. No matter where you're from, what color you are, who you subscribe to, and what you listen to, what you watch, who you love, all the listen, opportunity is still here. The current unemployment rate in this country right now is at 3.7%. That's just a couple ticks above the 3.4% historically low. I mean, we're talking all-time unemployment rate. 3.4%. We're at 3.7 now. Plenty of jobs available. If you have ability and you want to achieve something, I got good news for you. You can make money in this country. 339,000 new jobs created. Inflation currently at 4%. That's off the 40-year high of 9.1% in June of 2022. We go through cycles when parts of the economy suck. This is the nature of a capitalistic economy. I'll take it over a socialistic or communistic economy, which is not even an economy. It's the government telling you everything that you can do, how you do it, and it's everything is capped. In capitalism, we remove the cap. If you're not qualified in a certain aspect of work that you want to be in, you know that it's easier and more affordable than ever to get qualified? Well, let's just take technology for a, sec- for a second. This is the hottest industry in the world, technology. It's going to continue to be the hottest industry in the world, tech. Why? Because it's completely woven into every facet of our lives. Unless you're completely off the grid, it is woven into every facet of your life. The reason I endorse Bethel Tech and why we have over 100 students that are listeners and viewers of this show going through Bethel Tech is because it's never been more affordable. It's never been easier to get qualified. We're talking people who have no tech experience, no degree in tech. They spend nine months online with Bethel Tech, less than $15,000, and they're starting at $70,000 or higher. We've had several testimonies of students making six figures right out of the gate, never working in technology before. The American dream is alive and, well, it's never been easier. It's never been easier to be an entrepreneur. I'm being very modest when I say this, that in less than an hour, you can launch a business. It's probably less than 30 minutes. I'm just not very tech savvy, so even using those fancy little uh, websites now that are out there everywhere. You know, you can build something on Etsy. You can go launch a Facebook page. You can uh, get a template, a website template from a myriad of websites that offer you a nice-looking website that, that's already pre-designed. You just pick and pull it together and all that kind of stuff, and boom, you're off and running. I'm reminded again of a story that I read locally here in our neighborhood, my neighborhood, of a kid that's making over $4,000 a month Pressure washing garbage cans. That's good money. That's good money. He didn't have to launch a Facebook page. I'll bet his mom and dad just told everybody in the neighborhood on the Facebook community page, hey, if you want your nasty, disgusting uh, trash can pressure washed, my kid will do it for you for X amount of dollars. I've told another story recently when I co-hosted the Ramsey Show. There's a guy in my neighborhood that's making 
uh, about four to five grand a month driving around picking up people's glass bottles, wine bottles, whatever, glass, uh, bourbon bottles, whatever. And instead of them recycling, they put them out for him. They pay him to come pick up their glass. It's absurd, but it's also the American dream. Dude's retired, making four to five grand a month, picking up wealthy people's bottles, for heaven's sakes. I've shared a story of a young lady who graduated law school, did not pass the bar a couple times, decided I'm going to take a little break. I don't test well, and I'm just going to take a little break. But I got to work. Started walking dogs. Got really good at it, very trustworthy, got some wealthy people. And now she has an entire business where she is scheduling dog walking. She makes $150,000 a year walking people's dogs. This is in Manhattan. All right, so you got to be in the right place. Here's my point. Ability and achievement. Ability and achievement is what makes the dream the dream. Are there multiple opportunities for you? Even those of you who feel disenfranchised. Am I saying that there are no limits, that there are no hurdles? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is no matter what the limit is that has been put on you, let's think of it as a lid. Somebody else can place a lid on us. We can place a lid on ourselves with our fear and our doubt. But I'm telling you that no matter what the lid is that's been placed on you, whether it was someone else or you, no matter what, Racism, sexism, ageism, you pick it. No matter what has been thrown at you that has stopped you, that has held you back, I'm here to tell you through your ability and your achievement. Ability are the raw resources that that God gave you and you can turn those into skill easier than ever before training, education, it's easier than ever before to sharpen those talents into weapons of productivity or tools of productivity if that's not so violent for some of you. But I'm here to tell you, attitude, effort, all of that. The American dream is alive and well no matter what someone has said or done to you or how you vote. It's about your ability and your desire to achieve. Go dream. Go do. Nobody's stopping you but you. You were created to fill a unique role. You are needed and you must do it. I think everybody really resonates with that when we think about that phrase. Somebody out there needs you to be the best version of you, and that's where we get to a place of meaning and money colliding. Hey, I'm doing something that matters to me, and I'm making money doing it. I mean, much, much, much happier in your life in all aspects. So if you don't know what that is, or you're looking for a different seat on the bus and you want some confidence, uh, or you just need some clarity, or maybe you need that nudge of courage. The Get Clear assessment is for you. It's about a 15-minute assessment. It's going to measure what you do best. That's talent. It's going to measure the work you love to do. That's passion. It's going to measure the results that motivate you. That's mission. Puts it in a purpose statement. Gives you ideas where you can see things you didn't see before. It's awareness. And as I say before, the awareness leads to clarity 
And that's when clarity turns into confidence and confidence into courage. You can get the Get Clear Assessment at KenColeman.com slash assessment. KenColeman.com slash assessment. Tyler is on the line in Boise, Idaho. Tyler, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken. Thanks for uh, taking my call. You bet. What's up? So I've been in my career for um, a number of years, and I've been relatively successful, worked up, um, and I've always been very different than my peers uh, in the in the in the industry. And I've taken personality tests and come out with different things. And then I took your Get Clear assessment, and the results I got were far different than what I do on a daily basis and, and, and for my career. And it's been a it's been something that I can do well, but not necessarily a natural fit for me. And I'm just wondering what kind of advice you might give someone like me. Yeah, tell me tell me career. the tell me the discrepancy between you can do the job you're doing well, but it doesn't come natural for you. What does that mean? So um, I'm in I'm in finance, like financial planning analysis. Um, and so it's very, you know, numbers and oriented and, and things like that. And I got into that because it was like, I had this idea that this is how I'm going to be a successful person. Uh, and then when I got my, my, um, career assessment and then also just what I do naturally, it's just, I'm just a very creative person. I'm a very, right. I'm much more a creative performative person than a, you know, analytical person. I, I guess you could say, yeah, but, but you're I pretty can, good at numbers. You're pretty decent yeah. at numbers. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you called because to our audience, if you've ever heard me talk about, you know, Wall Streeters as an example, people that are talented their position, but they don't love it. And then they fall off because they get burned out or they get distracted by pleasure and they crash. This is an example. Tyler has the talent to be able to be quite proficient with numbers and finance, but it's not his jam. He doesn't love it. So he's got other talents that he needs to be leveraging. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I wouldn't say I dislike it. Uh, I find it to be a challenge at times, but it's not an it's not something that's a it's not something that I would sit down and do at night. You don't love after it. I'm off work hours. You don't love it. Correct. That's what I said. Look at you trying to talk yourself out of it. Little little doubt just creeped in there. I'm with you. What I'm saying is you don't love it. You wouldn't do yeah. it for free. You don't no. find yourself doing financial spreadsheets and analysis at late at night. What do you find yourself doing when you're at home? Uh, so I play music and I I drop I do portrait art. Interesting. So what did your assessment? <laughs> what were your assessment results? Top talents. Uh, uh, my top talents are uh, ima- uh, inspection, imagination, and logic. All right, hold on a second. That's good. Inspection. Imagination and logic. Okay, what were your top three passions, work you love? Creating, performing, making. Uh-huh. And your motivational, top motivational result, results that fire you up, we call that mission. What was that? Creation. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is when you tie these things up, uh, you are a thinker. There's no question about that. But it's not so much about loving the analysis. It's a little bit more, it feels like from a creative standpoint, logic applies itself a little bit more in the discernment side of things. Is that true or false? I'm guessing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm that way. I'm very, I overanalyze, right? But I'm not, I'm not an analyst. You know, I'm more discernment. 
and feels and you know that kind of thing. It's why I do what I do as a coach. Uh, I'm not analyzing you as we talk. I'm discerning and feeling things that you're you're sharing with me. So I think you're in that that you're that side of things. The inspection thing is also intriguing to me because the way I would read that for a creative, if you have the top talent of inspection, that means that you notice creative details. So you look at something and you're very aesthetic and you notice all details. Is that true? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure so I didn't so what I see here is um the creating, performing, making. I mean, there's no question in my mind, you need to be um that the sculpt uh, not the sculpture, but the painting, the, the all that kind of stuff, the the portraits and things of that nature. I mean, that's, that's you. The question is, is what, what will it take for you to do that full time? You know, what's that variation? Meaning that takes a long time. That's, that's a similar path to what I did in that I wanted to do national broadcasting. Well, you don't just tell people that and show up. You got to pay your dues. That's a long journey. I'm assuming that's the case for an artist, unless you're just this right out of the gate. And you certainly could be this unbelievable artist where you start showing your work and people lose their minds. I, I mean, that has happened for sure. I mean, you have shown some work and people have lost their minds. Yeah, absolutely. Then why aren't you showing more of your work? Um, I mean, time really is like, you know, I mean, I, I could be, I, I could produce maybe one drawing every two weeks where as if I was doing it full time, I could produce maybe one every couple of days or something like that. But I think that portrait portraiture and things like that are very personal uh, personal things. So you kind of, the, the, you, the people, you know, you, drawing pictures of people that you like might not be what sells to people that, you know, would want right. to want to do it. And then you might get a, you might get a, someone might contract you to draw something and you're not super passionate about that image or whatever. And then, well, you got to decide, and, but you got to decide yeah. and you got to commit. And this is a longer journey. And I'm trying to encourage you to say the good news is, um, you're acknowledging that you're different than most people in your space, but you're also acknowledging that you have the talent to pull it off and you don't hate it. So that to me is a really solid platform of a day job. Now the question is, how can you up your productivity on the other side of things and then go, you know what? I could do some portraits of people for a season to build up the money in this side hustle account but I'm going to mix in starting to do portraits of other things that move me and inspire me. And I know there's other people and, and do that kind of thing. You know, do you know, uh, do you know the artist, uh, Penley? I do not. Yeah. Look, let's see. So I've got a huge painting outside of our studio right here of, of Teddy Roosevelt and Penley does, uh, he does historical figures, Reagan, Churchill. He does these and he's got his own style. My point mm-hmm. is you got to figure out what kind of art moves you. And that's what you eventually got to go all in on. But it will take time. You don't go all in right away. It's just we're right. going to build up. Now, do you do portraits of of other people? So let's say you that let's say that I want a portrait of me hanging in the studio. And you say, "Ken, give me 500 bucks for that or whatever you'd say." And I do that and you go, "I'm not passionate about doing a portrait of Ken, but it paid well." And I'm going to sock all 500 of that into my account, and I'm going to do that. But I'm also going to do a portrait of, you know, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, you know, whatever. Or, sure. or you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like any artist, a music artist, a, a fiction writer. 
they, when I give advice to people like that, they're like, well, I'm not sure what to write. Yeah, you do. Write what moves you. If you're going to write a screenplay, write a screenplay of a show or a movie that you would watch. If you're going to paint a portrait, paint of people that you admire that inspire you. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that will be inspired by this. And if you're as good as I think you are, you will eventually get there. Because in today's world, you could sell your art all across the world. Right. So you got to find some boundaries and you just got to start showing your work on a consistent basis. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I mean, I, I've done that as, as uh, you know, for, for several years and I have sold, I have sold drawings. Keep and doing it. them away. Keep doing and, it. You Don't know, stop. Other, I get referrals from other people seeing. I get it. I got to go. I'm running out of time. Just keep going, Tyler. This is the Ken Coleman show. Thanks for listening to the Ken Coleman show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.